This is Quid Pro Roll, a fantasy live play adventure where a party of unlikely heroes embark on a quest to bring dragons back to their world. All right, so if you all remember what happened last time, which was like a month ago, so no judgment if you don't, would you be so kind as to reintroduce your characters and what their whole dealio is? Uh, let's let's start with our guests, specifically Jenna. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm playing Bronla Holderheck. Uh, she is a warlock dwarf brewer. That's I mean that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> And she's a goddamn delight. She is pretty charming. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm playing Gosshawk, a half foot, half ling barbarian. Jeez, Alex, get your words straight. And uh, he's out of control, I think, is a really good way to put it. Yeah. Chapman? Um, so I'm having a moment where everything has left my brain. And... I forgot my character's name. You mean Ram Big Thigh? Ram. Yeah. Literally one of the first comments that we got was Ram those big thighs. And I love the idea that you did not remember the character's name and you just thought that there was something spicy happening in chat. I just, I need you to understand that I am, I'm going, I'm, that, that that's more mostly a um, about my my mental state right now. Um, anyway, yeah, I'm Ram Big Thigh. Oh, I got big thighs. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I love the idea that you remember nothing about your character, so you're just going on the context clues of the name. I I love that. Hell so, yeah! Like I legitimately kind of hope that that's how you play the character, even though I love Ram Big Thigh as a character by himself. Um, he's a fighter, and he's so god of my brain. Um, he's the the people with the half person satyrs. Satyr, thank you. <laughs> yeah, he's a satyr. <laughs> Rampic does a satyr. He's a fighter. Uh, he's got. He's he's oh he's, he's got big thighs. He's got big thighs. Um, uh, he's in a um. Oh, he's in a um he's he's got he's got a um a robe like a bathrobe on in this cold forest. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say currently wearing a pink kimono over a chest plate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly right. I'm just remembering that stupid vine where the guy's like couple of hams over here and he like shows his legs and then he like slaps his thighs really aggressively. I'm just imagining that as Ram Big Thigh all the time. That does seem like just Ram Big Thigh all the time. So I think that works out. Josh, you had a character. And I'm playing Gaswin Sprocketfire. Gnome. Uh, dragon priest, a blue dragon priest at that. Walking around in his blue dragon priest robes, casting lightning spells and things. Yes. So, if you all remember, you all had been summoned by Moonzy, the strange faceless shopkeep that has helped you all out time and time again on your adventures. Uh, he needed help from for his buddy whose name is in a document over here. Yes. Uh, Mom's stock and good. 
who is attempting to find a family treasure, a magic mirror that reveals the innermost feelings of a person's heart. And he is attempting to use this mirror, or at least he will if you guys go get it for him, to family therapy away his generational trauma. You all have decided that this is not the best idea, but, you know, Moonsy's done you guys several solids, so you're willing to do stuff for him. On the last bit of your adventure, you had finally reached the abandoned Stock and Good Manor after having fought some several trees. Evil trees. Or not your alignment trees. Whatever that may be. That all sound right to you guys? Yeah, that sounds, yeah. that sounds correct. I think the only detail that you're missing is that we're doing all of these streams and things while Gabe is away at camp, uh, but also in part to raise money for MadRVA.org. Uh, MadRVA, that's the Mutual Aid Disaster Relief Organization in Ver Richmond, Virginia. Uh, they do a lot of really cool stuff. They do community fridges. They help people out when they're at risk of losing their homes. Um, they did a ton of really, really powerful work over COVID, and they're doing a lot to help out homeless communities in or folks experiencing homelessness in our area right now. So if you've got a little bit of extra money and you can throw them a donation, that'd be great. If you're Richmond local or close enough to commute um, and you want to do some volunteer work, that would also be awesome. There's lots of really cool ways that you can help them out. And even just spreading the word about them as an organization and asking others to donate is, you know, if you don't have money yourself, that's a way that you can get the word spread around and hopefully get them some extra funding so that they can keep doing all the super cool, super great work that they do. So please go ahead and send those donations. Uh, this is actually the continuation of a stream that was supposed to end last time, but I did the curse of being a DM that overprepares and we had way too much content. So I don't know that this is going to be the longest stream we've ever done, but I am very excited for this shocking and exciting conclusion. And again, this is from at RBA, so maybe, you know, toss some money that way for the whole... Uh, more content than you expected. Yeah. Truly bonus content. Truly indeed. <laughs> so after your trials through the woods, you finally arrive at the Stock and Good Manor. Stoke and Good Manor. You think it might say Stock and Good just because some of the letters are kind of creepy and hingy. It's got very haunted mansion sort of vibe. The sky that was previously very gray has now dimmed to this deep blue. This ominous sort of shadow is cast over the stone that looks perpetually damp and dark, despite the fact that it's not a particularly wet morning, evening, afternoon, day. You also, through the time that you've been in the forest, your sense of direction and time is kind of whittled around, you now kind of understand why it's been called the witch word. But if nothing else, you've arrived at where you've been told this magic mirror lives, sits, resides, is kept. Well, nothing to do but to do it. Are we all ready? I was born ready. 
I really think that's not the case. Yeah, that's probably true. I think maybe that like it could actually be the case for Goss. Like, God, I mean, look at him. Look at him. Yeah. He could actually. Oh, no, I, I don't been... doubt that he's ready to do anything, but like re- actually ready. I'm as ready as I ever am. Prepared for what I'm thinking. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, one second. I got to do the thing. <laughs> oh, I'm big guy. Okay, cool. <laughs> Chapman, I legitimately, no joke, love that you do that so, like, th- that brings me so much joy that you do that for all of your characters. I'm not joking. It's just, it's a delightful thing, and it brings me so much happiness. Okay. I, Groove is, like, just, Groove, Groove is for, like, called me out here that I, I did almost Coco's in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> He does this for all his characters, guys. It's amazing. It legitimately brings me so much joy. <laughs> all right, so what are we doing? Just uh, knocking on the door. Gonna go see who's home. Say hello. How's it going? Can I hang out for the evening? <laughs> what? Does, does Rip Big Thug go door to door and just ask if he can crash there? <laughs> I bet he does. He's like a really aggressive Girl Scout. (laughs) (laughs) Brunla just looks from Ram to the door to Ram to the door and is like, yeah, so do you think anyone's home here in this very abandoned looking? You know what? I've seen weirder. So so the door is upright and the wall that the door is on is upright. If I, like, peek around the corner, is, like, whole sections of wall missing? No, the manor is complete, if a little dilapidated. Oh. Now, don't get me wrong, it's overgrown, and some of the windows are cracked, and it's dirty, and is not in good repair. You very well might be able to just kick the door down very easily, because of how damp and gross it looks. But there are no holes in the building itself that you could fit through easily. Well, um, I, I honestly thought that we'd be able to just climb over rubble and immediately enter this building without even needing a door. But it, the, it, the whole place is in significantly better shape than I thought. All right, I got this. Boost me up. And Goss will be under one of the windows, just reaching, arms straight up. Who's me? Who's me? Bronla walks past Gus and is just like, I, I'm just, I think I'm just going to try it. I think I'm just going to try it and reaches out for the door handle. All right. Uh, Gaswin is going to cast Gust of Wind under Goss, uh, facing directly up. Goss wants a piece. So it's just a... <laughs> Just a five-foot cylinder of wind that could carry Goss into the air. Five feet? It's a five... I think it's a five-foot diameter column. The window's only a foot above his head. <laughs> oh. Gotta get up there. <laughs> that's, that's the other thing, is that I'm pretty sure Gust of Wind is, like, 30 foot long. Uh, let me just... just real quick. Uh, how tall is this building? <laughs> like... Three stories? Around 30 feet. The perfect height. Uh, 
So, uh, Gaswin uh, subscribes to the carnival bell hammer game method of conveyance. Okay, okay, I um. I cast yeet. Way to go, Scott. Uh. So I think I think Gaswin doesn't use this spell very often because he goes he goes to start casting it. Uh, he realizes that the the central focal point of the magic is actually from his hands, and he's like, "Oh right, right, right." And so he re he's like he's like, "Gas, just give me give me a little space down here, and I'll I'll give you the a boost like you won't believe." Okay. And uh. Claps, claps his palms together, facing directly up, uh, and instead of the ten or twenty or even thirty feet that Gaswin thinks he's using, uh, it is in fact a sixty-foot-long column of ten-foot-wide wind. <laughs> Now, theoretically, this is supposed to be enough wind to uh, lift someone off their feet and push them. But I don't know how you want to handle that if it's both their weight and gravity holding them down. If you want it to push Goss the full 60 feet, but usually it's a dexterity save. Given that you are trying to do it straight into the air, I will have it do half distance. Okay. Oh, it's a strength save to not get picked up by it. You can just choose to fail. Oh, and if I choose to be picked up, you raise me up so I can fly past mountains. <laughs> and you just see Goss like pinwheeling through the sky. <laughs> And you just hear like this, like, yeah, as he's going. <laughs> Kirby right past on a star. All right. So you're choosing to fail. Yeah. So you're going to go up that 30 feet into the sky. Uh, Bronla, while they're doing this, you reach out and try the handle. The door opens with a slow and ominous creaking sound. Though you do hear whatever sound Goss is going to make as he is whipped up into the sky 30 feet. <laughs> Break your legs is what's going to happen. Oh, he's so delighted. Right, this is going as I expected. <laughs> yeah, when, when Goss is getting shot up here, it's absolute, like, just laughter, like... <laughs> I'm gonna need you to make some kind of deck save either to grab yeah, sure. onto a ledge and get in or not shatter your legs when you land. Yeah, cool. I could do that. Uh Bronla, while you open the door, you're gonna turn when you hear the commotion, obviously, to you know, chaos. But right before you turn, you see the silhouette of a woman uh just standing in the center of the room who disappears as soon as you see her. Um, hello? hello? Is this... Is anyone home? Is this your house? The chandelier that hangs from the ceiling, once magnificent, now very much past its prime, sort of sways gently, making a creaking sound. 
Right, well, uh, someone appears to be home. Goss, what'd you do on that check, buddy? That's, that's a five. Is it? How much falling damage is 30 feet? 3d6. What? 3d6. Oh, I heard 86, and I was about to be like, <laughs> I beg your pardon? 86. Lethal. It's 86 uh, damage. <laughs> no. So before we go accepting falling damage, I am allowed to, as a bonus action on each of my turns, adjust the angle of the gust of wind at will. Like, will will the gust of wind just change angle around me? Could I maybe... So wait, are you trying to, like, turn it into, like, a like a like a saxophone swoosh? Like... Or, like, no, like Kobe. No, my, my thought my thought was, since Goss is already flying up, if Gaswin can notice that Goss like is kind of like flailing and fumbling and failing to get close to an edge, can he just angle it so that instead of flying back over the other side and falling 30 feet, that maybe Goss could like either hit the wall or clamber onto the roof or literally anything but fall 30 feet? So you're trying to splat him against the wall. Yes. Yes. All right. I will take that for 1d6 of damage instead of three. <laughs> you splat for three. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> All right. So uh, Goss is against the wall. Ram, what are you doing, honey? Um, I followed... I followed in through the door. Yeah. Ram's like, oh, this is easy. So, uh, anybody home? <laughs> Hello? I I definitely saw a woman when I first opened the door. I, de- I definitely think I saw a woman when I first opened the door. Did you already scare them off? Where are they? Where's the babes, man? They sort of disappeared disappeared okay maybe they're just waiting for me hey i'm here now that's yeah yeah hello ram just wants to go into any spooky spot because he thinks he's more gonna be here um can i let's see what what are the the doorways the, the directions to go from here. So you're in the grand foyer. As I said, there's a dilapidated chandelier that hangs from the ceiling. There are two hallways, one to your left, one to your right. And there are two stairways that start at the same point, loop around, and then connect at the same point again at the top. It's very ornate stairway. Is there a powder room nearby? I, I mean, probably. Do you have a sensor or something for that? Like, since powder room <laughs> yeah like do you have like did your pura pad get like the thing that will do the beep beeps anytime you're near it like i'm just looking for like a, a restroom off the main in the main hall i've been playing so much zelda you guys <laughs> i'm just picturing ram pulls out of his belt a dowsing rod and it's like i'm pretty sure there's a powder room around here somewhere i mean just tell me where you're going buddy um, 
the powder room. That's where I'm going. You don't. Did you go left? Do you go right? Do you go up the stairs? I I look to the the I sure okay. I go up the stairs. I'll go up the stairs. There All better right. be powder room up these stairs. Uh, you clippity clop up the stairs, and there are hallway. There's a hallway to your left and a hallway to your right. In front of you, at the top of the stairs, is this enormous window that looks out over the entirety of the grounds. Okay. Um, are there any doors immediately here, or is it just the hallways to the sides? There's a uh, hallway to your left, hallway to your right. You can see doors in those hallways. Okay, I'm going to go to the nearest door. You go to the nearest doorway and open it up, and conveniently, uh, you went to the left, so it is a powder room. Good. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go in there. Now, this being said, it is a spider-infested, dilapidated, damp powder room where the entire floor is covered in some kind of odd sludge. I I kind of try to clear, at least clear the cobwebs with my um, big pan with a long handle. I think that's what it was. (laughs) Yes, your your weapon pan. I was was Um, there for that. And then I'm going to Look at the mirror and look. Gra- grab a um, a comb from the um, the drawer from one of the drawers. You look in the mirror and see just all of these cobwebs and all of this dust and several cracks that distort your features. Though you are going to be well enough to you know see enough of yourself to be able to comb through. As you're in the middle of doing your like you know. Zuko greaser thing you see behind you just this one staring face over your shoulder hey no need to sneak up on me I'll be ready in just a minute the face makes no response alright alright just just give me a minute I'll, I'll be right there and he gives one more fresh and like, turns around like hey how's it going as you turn around there is no one there turn back around well, darn they're already gone. Bram Big Thought is going to smooch a ghost. As God is his witness, he will smooch a ghost. I play D&D for one reason, and that's smooching ghosts. <laughs> Damn it, why didn't you tell me that? I could have written you so many arcs. <laughs> so many. There's, our, there's always second season of QPR. <laughs> there is. I have done so much preparation. If you want to smooch ghosts, I can give you ghosts. <laughs> Any options? Multiple ghost smooching options. Note. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Sorry. Sorry. Ghost romanceable. High spirits plotline. Companions. All right. Cool. I made that note. Uh, moving on. Gonna pull to press some lips together. <laughs> that doesn't really work, but I tried. Screw you, word. Romanceable is a word. Anyway, Gaswin, Goss. Uh, is is Goss firmly adhered to the building now? Uh, he's uh, very much splat. Yes. <laughs> All right, Gaswin's like, you that you you good up there? Because um, because I I can hold this. Hold this for a little while. Everything is going exactly according to plan. 
All right. And then Gaswin drops Gust of Wind and stands up and kind of like brushes the dirt off of himself. And then uh, he hollers over toward the door. So it, so is anybody still living here? Or I mean, it seems pretty abandoned, which I think is Bronla. There may or may not be a woman here. Weren't, weren't we told there was a witch? A witch with a curse or something like that? I could swear. I I had kind of forgotten about that, and now I've let Ram go off by himself. Well, that's not good. Well, maybe that's as good as it could be. Perhaps the whole reason the witch has been so negative is that she has been looking for someone to take her out on a steamy romantic date. And I think Ram's just the man for the job. If there ever was a job for Ram, that'd be it. I'd have to agree. Right. Well, I'm going to go find him. When I want you to do romance arts. <laughs> when I want them. When I beg you. I write dozens of romanceable characters. And you all, doesn't matter. But the second that I introduce a spooky concept of potentially a haunted witch curse... That's when we decide we're going to do the romance art. I, all right. Two things. Thing number one, if anyone has been leaning in on the many romance <laughs> arc options you have been presenting them, it's Chapman. Fair. It is. It is Chapman. I mean, part of that is just Koza is so doki doki. He's just so, he's so bichonen. <laughs> Thing number two is that I think we all know this. To a certain extent, goth checks are hot. So, like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> he's got a point. I mean, I'm on this train now. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I have flip sides Damn. too. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> also, in the comments, Alex wants a trashy romance campaign. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. And it. it, it I'm just, here for just, it. Yes. Yes, I do. Oh my god, we should create a Harlequin D&D campaign. I'm here. I'm. You know Chuck Tingle has a TTRPG system, right? Yeah, there's a TTRPG system for in the Tingleverse. <laughs> Is there like a, where's the submission box for this campaign? <laughs> Can I just... <laughs> Tingleverse. All right, and now there's a discussion of goth chicks being hot in the comments, so that's a good time for me to mosey on. All right, so, goths. How, what, are, what are you doing, buddy? How you getting in? Clinging to the side of the building, looking for a window or ledge or roof or something to sneak my way in. This is going exactly according to plan. So you do find a window. You're not terribly far from one. I'm trying to climb over there. <laughs> All right. So uh, roll dexterity for me. Oh, no. Okay. I'll do that. This would be... Actually, no. I think it might be better for you if, if athletics would make your life easier. Please roll athletics. Let's find out. <laughs> a 14. All right. So you Ezio your way, you know, across and sort of pull yourself up into the window ledge. You lean forward to kind of get into the window, but the window is one of those like old timey ones that are on the side hinge. So you sort of like scoop yourself up and give yourself a glass slide down onto the floor which puts you out in the second floor hallway, conveniently, right next to Ram. Hey, buddy. Oh, hey. Oh. Hey. Oh, hey, hey. How's it going? Hey. 
No. He puts his arm around your shoulders. Goss will wrap his arms around his waist. You know, I'm really striking out tonight. Man, she she was she was right here. Oh who? Oh you know, the the girl in the mirror. What mirror? Wait, is the mirror that we need? Oh gonna I'm gonna look again at the mirror in the um the powder room. There doesn't appear to be anything magical about it. It is a broken mirror. Well, uh, what do you think? I mean... We could take it. We could still... Yeah, we could take it. <laughs> it just They just steal all the mirrors from the house. They're like, one of these has got to be magic. Hey, let me let me boost you up. And, yes. and you can probably reach around it, get the get the uh, the, the nails out. Yeah, Goss, arms up, ready to be uh, boosted. <laughs> yeah. Goss, Goss cares about one thing and one thing only, and that is puppies. <laughs> um... Yeah, gonna gonna give an uppy. Um, yeah. Gonna gonna help. Yeah, got gotta get that <laughs> that uh, that mirror. All right, so uh, you give Goss a boosty, uh, and he pulls the mirror down. It is heavy and unwieldy, and again, already cracked and damaged. But you have acquired unwieldy bathroom mirror. Yes, we did it. We're the best team here. Hey, yeah. Yeah, we we did it. Gaslin, Bronla, you're going to hear these sounds of victory from the second floor. They're not far from the stairs, and you guys are just hanging out in the foyer. I think Gaswin is looking around cautiously because he's like, You um you said you saw a woman in here. But I'm I'm looking and I'm seeing a lot of dust. And I feel like if someone was living here, you'd at least see like walking trails in the dust. And I don't feel confident I'm seeing that. So I don't like it. I, mm, I don't know. I've, I've been in a lot of places and seen a lot of really, really dusty homes. I'm going to drink more invincibility tonic just to be sure. And Gaswin takes the flask that Bronla gave him earlier and just once again, just a complete mouthful and then swallows and he's like, <coughs> oh, oh, wow. Oh, I thought it'd be better the second. I thought I had adapted. I thought I was ready for it this time. You'll get there. Oh, oh, that is, that is bracing. Oh, man. You'll gain a tolerance at some point. As you are having this moment, uh, you hear this cracking sound. Both of you roll perception. That's a 10. Uh, given that my roll was a 2, I'm pretty confident. Wait, hold on. I did get a 7. I'm apparently trained in perception on this character. <laughs> okay. So, Bronla's going to notice, but Caswin won't. In one of the windows, slowly cracking are the word, almost as if it's like being drawn in the cracks, are the words, get out. Well, I don't like that. Uh, Gaswin, are you looking? You look, she like physically turns his head. Look at this way. Um, Am I looking at what? I, uh. Oh, wow. This window? Look at this window. That that window. Why is it telling us to get out? Which way? Wait. Voice and head. 
which way does it read? Is it mirrored or is it like, can I, can I read it clearly my way or do I need to go out? You can read it very clearly. It looks, it, it, uh, it was written as right, if you right. wrote the words like orientation wise. Yeah. Think Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Uh, Gaswin, Gaswin blinks like a couple of times and then he wipes at his face for a moment and he's like, oh, okay. I, um, I got, I got a little misty there for a second. Uh, get out. Well, yeah, we're trying to get out. We just need the mirror so we can do that, which it sounds like maybe we have on the second floor. Huh? The, um, the mirror goes sailing over the railway railing. We found the mirror. <laughs> At least one of them. I, I, we didn't think this was the one, right? How many mirrors could there possibly be? Bronla Gaswin roll dexterity saving throw. Mm, good. That's a three. I got an 11. I. Uh, what? All right. This makes sense for falling full size mirror damage. Uh,. It's going to sail over, suspend for a moment in the air like a cartoon, and then it is going to fall face down onto the ground, shooting glass just all over the floor. Uh, Bromley, you're going to go ahead and take five damage. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, four okay. damage. I like that better. I, I presume we're both taking four damage because I can't imagine 11 is a successful save on glass shrapnel everywhere. Ow, 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 ow. Ah, oh, God. Ah, oh, there's little bits everywhere. No. And Gaswin just like holding all of his limbs out from his torso, just yells for a minute. Bronla grabs one of the bottles from her belt and shakes it out on a rag and just starts like tapping it <laughs> to the cuts on her face and is like, why are we throwing glass? I have a feeling there's going to be a lot of mirrors in this house. So we got to start putting them into piles, sorting through them, figuring out which ones are magical, which ones will go on the ceiling above the bed, figuring out uh, which ones we can use in the bathrooms. Um just helps to get them organized first, you know? Mm, mm, this And this looks quite organized to you, does it? It looks like we have a lot. Like, we started with, like, one, and now we have, like, 10,000 mirrors. <laughs> uh, Bronlin takes out another rag and, like, shakes out some of the, the liquid onto it and hands it to Gaswin and marches up the stairs. Guess we better find this mirror before we all end up with a thousand cuts. De- death by a thousand found mirrors by Goss and Rampic Thigh. All right. So you're going to get to the top of the stairs and roll perception for me. 21. You are going to hear crystal clear the sounds of a small boy who's just crying. As you turn to look down the hallway, you see the full-bodied apparition of a young boy. Probably human, maybe dwarven, somewhere in that kind of range. He's just standing, crying. It looks like there's something broken nearby. But as soon as you see him, he fades away. The sound disappears All right. as well. So we've got a scary lady that disappears. And now there's a terrifying young boy. Anybody else seen anything terrifying? Hey, hey, don't call her scary. You you saw my lady too. Yeah, and I think it's, it's pretty rude that you'd call such a lovely lady 
scary. All right. I, I'm, you know, to each his own, I guess. Um, other than the incredibly large shrapnel shooting mirror that you've thrown down the stairs, have you found anything else up here? Well, I think we were just about to go look in the next room. You're going to swing open the, the door to the next room. As you swing open the door to the next room, you notice immediately that it is mirrorless. But it does contain an abandoned bassinet, a little wooden rocking horse that has to be in every children's room, according to movies. I don't, I don't like it. A couple of rotted stuffed animals. I'm going to run in and hop on that rocking horse. All right. You run in, you hop on that rocking horse. I'm going to roll real quick to check something. It's haunted. It is absolutely rotted through. So you just run and you like power slam it. Like you're trying to like booty slam it in um, Smash Brothers. And you just like tear through the damp wood of this rocking horse. Oh, man. Gaswin goes... Uh, okay. All right. That's that should be sufficient. I'm going. Uh, where the hell are all of you going? I'm full of glass right now. And he starts like picking glass out of like himself and his robes. Uh, and then like he takes the rag and anywhere he's picked glass out, he like dabs the rag and he's like. Oh, God, why does everything Bron LaCary burn so significantly? Oh, it's so unpleasant. And then he slowly starts climbing the stairs. Just like, ah, ah, ah. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. All right. Gaswin, as you reach the top of the stairs, you see a small apparition of a child zip past you followed by not something that you can see but the sound of loud heavy footsteps fast no we got ghosts we got ghosts chasing other ghosts uh i um, i don't know that i want to be in the middle of that i don't i don't in fact i think i don't want to be in the middle of that uh has anybody seen a uh, large, heavy footfall ghost yet? Or is it just the woman so far? Uh, we've got a woman and we've got the small little boy that I've seen. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, I think maybe that I, it was kind of a blurry shape. I thought perhaps a small dog, but that could be a boy. Yes. He seemed to be pretty sad from the look of him. Well, uh, what I saw was running. Running fast. So sad and scared. Fuck, we've got to save this small child ghost. <laughs> yeah, we got to save him. There's, He's got a long life ahead of him. He's got a long afterlife ahead of him. Um. Well, I, mm, if they're a ghost already, I don't know that save is the right word. Perhaps like bring to rest or like resolve their apparitional woes or that and I, I don't know do you think that's necessary to get this mirror though like i don't really want to get involved in whatever their ghost history business is i really i really just want to get this mirror and get the hell out of here 
I can see where you're coming from, but he was a small child when he died. Don't you think he deserves a chance to, you know, not be a ghost? I think that all depends on what kind of afterlife you subscribe to. If, uh, if there's really nothing waiting for us beyond the uh, uh, material plane, then uh, releasing him in actuality is just ending what, what life he has left. You don't get to live in a fantasy magic world full of multi-dimensions and literal fightable ghosts, materially provable magic, and gods that walk among men and go, there's probably no afterlife. Like, that can't be the line for you. <laughs> All of those things are visible on the material plane. I'm just saying. Like, what's... I can tell you that for myself, I did sell my soul. So uh, I've got something waiting for me, for sure. Did you, did you get something good for it, or...? Well, uh, Bronla just sort of, like, shoots flames from her fingers. I mean, I got something pretty good. That is pretty good. I'll grant. <laughs> I will grant. She also got the ability to dance, non-awkwardly in any social situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want her to have that for real. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That, done. Canon. Right. That's part, that's part no. of her specific warlock pack. <laughs> <laughs> The Pact of the Boogie, that, like, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the best joke I'm going to make Oh, man. Do you think this little kid ghost is, like, one of those ones that, like, died, like, on a sledding hill incident, and then there's, like, a thing in the basement where you put him in a chair and he goes through a big machine and comes out alive? Mm, possibly. We could find out. We could definitely check. I bet that there are lots of vials and things that would go into a large machine here. If it's If it's here. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, is that a I've, is that a thing? You've got you've got <laughs> machines that make ghosts people again. You just gotta load in some flesh filament. <laughs> flesh filament. <laughs> I mean, we clearly have to do something because we haven't found the mirror yet, and the the ghostliness is getting worse, and it definitely. Uh, Gaswin points at the window that still reads "Get Out" in scratched-in letters. It it definitely seems less than fond of us being here and messing with things. So no, no, give it a minute. They're not done yet. It's going to say "Get out of town." I feel like that's still a message saying they don't want us here. No, that's like you guys are so cool. Get out of town. If you look over at Ram, he's getting out of his armor. <laughs> I'm going to let you guys deal with that. Gaswin just takes one look at Ram, goes, nope, and then starts walking the opposite direction. <laughs> I'm still going, ah, ah, like every step he takes. Like, so he's only very slowly walking away. I mean, less so now. I think, like, the the adrenaline has kicked in at this point. Like, these are all rather shallow cuts. There's just a ton of them. All right. Uh, Goss, Bronla, Ram. Other than, uh, well, Ra we know what Ram is doing. Goss, Bronla. Yeah, we do. Bronla's gonna slowly follow Gaz down the hall. You guys are going to head down the hallway, and you're going to see that a couple of the rooms have been mostly destroyed. There's slammed in 
they're 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 these broken in doors and these just piles of of junk it's there some of the rooms are just completely inaccessible there is a room that you can get into you open the door and look in and you notice what appears to be a well-stocked you don't want to call it a cellar because it's on the second floor but a wine room there is a table set up in the center with several tankards and glasses scattered around decades unused you see sort of this black form shaped like a man kind of bent over the table it seems to shift as if looking up and then disappears Anla takes out a pad of paper and writes down all right we've got woman small child drinking man I wouldn't mind being a drinking man. And Gaswin walks into the wine cellar and tries to find an intact, full bottle of wine. That's a investigation. Okay. May I have followed them there? Yes. Fantastic. And I imagine so will Bram after he completely disrobes, literally. What's a, what's a seven doing for me? You're able to find a bottle that doesn't look like it's been opened, but you can tell it's been corked. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, oh, oh. So wait, when you say it's been corked, you mean it's no longer sealed? So there's a kind of corking that happens in some kinds of wines, especially if they're improperly stored, where the cork degrades and allows air in. You can't tell until you've opened the bottle and drank it, though. So, uh, have fun. We'll just uh, roll to vomit here. No! No! Uh- <laughs> <laughs> no, I got, I got an 11. Um, Gaswin's like, oh, oh, no. Uh, that, nope, don't drink that one. Oh, uh, it tastes like... It's like if grapes were kept in someone's gym socks for years, just years. Oh, it's so bad. Ugh. Ugh. May I search to find an older bottle of red wine and a younger bottle of white wine? Why? Are, are they going to perform an exorcism? No, I'm... <laughs> I'm hoping that if I mix them together, I can make the sommelier ghost reappear because he's going to be so mad. I've done this before. (laughs) Okay, go ahead and roll for investigation two, I guess. Great. An eight. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you find the same thing that Gaswin did. Cool. I'm just going to start pouring it out. On the floor. Ah, uh, what? Don't waste that. We don't know if it's good yet. And Gaswin, like, scoops his hand through you pouring it on the floor and puts it to his mouth. And then he's like, oh, no, not again. Never mind. No, no. <sighs> Nothing occurs because you're just pouring wine on the floor, you absolute degenerate. Um, in fairness, it's not exactly wine wine anymore. Ram, what you doing, buddy? Um... I've also, I've 
I've grabbed one of the bottles of wine and I'm just trying to drink it. All right, roll investigation uh, uh, for me so I can tell you what you okay, got. Actually, actually, yeah, no, I just wanted to. Before, I'm also looking for some um, some flutes to pour it into. The flutes you're probably not going to find, but I will have you roll for wine quality. Uh, the D20, D20. Uh-oh. It's an investigation roll. There is no wine quality finding skill. Okay, well, you know, <laughs> um, that is going to be a twelve. You're actually able to find a bottle that, while old, does seem to be intact. Yeah, so I'm going to hold on to that and go searching for some flutes. You have acquired old-ass wine. Um, it's Le Derriere. Broken glass cuts on the feet and uh, vinegary acidic wine on the floor sounds painful. Have fun with that, Gaswin. I, when <laughs> did I say Gaswin's not wearing shoes? Because Gaswin's definitely wearing shoes. If they cut up your, if they cut up that part of your body, they cut through whatever you're wearing. My it. understanding was the glass shards did four points of damage. I don't see that as being likely to be a mostly foot based. <laughs> oh, oh, it's fine. I only took the damage in my feet. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is just foot damage. And emotional damage. That's the Ninja Turtles game. Speaking of emotional damage, uh, you are going to hear just sort of this soft crying. Sounds like a young woman outside in the hallway. Bronla's going to peek her head back out. You're going to see the woman clutching the small child weeping after a moment they disappear see i don't like it and i'm gonna have to figure something out because these people deserve justice uh gaswin takes another sip of his invincibility tonic and it's like ah that's that's better uh you said you said they deserve justice we're gonna we're gonna bring them justice. We're gonna bring them something because this lady was just crying in the hallway, holding the baby, what? the small child. Yeah, all children are babies. Do you think it's the little boy, or do you think it's do you think it's a different child? Well, I don't. I would have no way of knowing that. Hmm. How do ghosts work? Nobody knows. If when you turn a ghost, do you stay like that exact age, or is it like? Memories rippling through a space, you know? You ever you ever think about that stuff? Ghosts are to Gaswin like magnets are to insane clown posse. Accurate. Ghosts. How do they even work? Oh. <laughs> well, you guys are having this very intelligent conversation. Goss is in the background with the wine bottle, running it along the wall, going, Somalier, ghosts come out and play. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, imagining five, like five wine bottles on fingers. <laughs> Just, <laughs> hate everything about Somalia. that. <laughs> I don't know why I ever put any of you in spooky situations. <laughs> All right, Ram. Um. So we have the the. the 
you s- you're looking for the flutes? Yeah, yeah. What's what's in the next room? Do we have a flute room? So you're going to go into the next room. Shoot, it's all instruments. These aren't the flutes I'm looking for. <laughs> so you're going to go into the next room that you're able to access looking for the flutes. You're going to walk into what appears to be some kind of wizard's workshop, or at least a hobbyist version of one. You're going to see the bent-over figure of a young man, maybe 17, 18, maybe a little bit younger, who seems to be bent over a bench and carving something. You can hear sort of this sharp engraver sound. After a moment, he disappears. You're able to see a couple of tools left on the workbench that he was at. Hey Rollers, Editor Scott here. If you'd like to help support the Mutual Aid Distribution in Richmond, Virginia, or MADRVA for short, please check out madrva.org and find out more. You can help volunteer, donate supplies or money, or even just shout them out on social media to help spread awareness and help others in need. Again, that's madrva.org. Solidarity, not charity.